Well, hello there. Welcome to the professional wellness session with Constance. I am your host, Constance Wallace, a professional wellness coach. I cannot wait to dive in and explore different ways we can make sure we are practicing professional wellness in our lives. As a reminder, the information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Go ahead and grab your favorite beverage and get comfy so that we can begin exploring professional wellness. Let's get started. Well, hello, Miss Corinne Eckert. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Nice seeing you. It's um, so you, amazing to see you. <laughs> as, as they say, from uh, you're across the pond. Yes. <laughs> Currently in London for another week, and that's about it. But it's it's been incredible, and I I love that we have technology now that we can do this so quickly and so easily, and mm-hmm. and do and have these wonderful conversations. Yes, I'm so, so glad that we connected a few years ago at a training. And when I thought about profession, I know, I know, I can't believe that it was two years ago, almost two years ago now. And yeah, just so crazy. And when I saw that you had posted about your business um, and your brand strategist and personal branding coach, personal development coach, but yes, personal development coach, brand strategist and personal development. And when I saw you post, um, about your four year anniversary, I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, I have got to talk to Corinne oh about gosh. professional wellness, mm-hmm. but if you can just tell the listeners more about what does it mean to be a brand strategist? Um, and a personal development coach. And how did you even get there? Yeah. So hello, everybody. My name is Corinne Eckert. Um, I, oh gosh, it's so hard. I'm like trying to figure out, okay, how do I, how do I mix them? How do I keep them apart? As a brand strategist, I really, I got into it because my master's is in strategic communication. Um, So, which basically means understanding your target audience and knowing how to best reach them. And so in grad school, I did a lot of media stuff. I did a lot of audio, video, photo, writing, all of that, and really fell in love with that kind of aspect of everything. And when I started to understand that people were, you know, making money online and there's this whole like online coaching space and uh, online entrepreneurship and everything, um, I did really end up seeing that a lot of people didn't understand the power of branding and marketing in amplifying their message and what they're trying to do. And so uh, as it happens, I started in 2019 as a social media manager and quickly realized that I was more interested in like the branding and the the aesthetic portion of it and like the mm-hmm. the um, connection that you can make with content um, as opposed to the analytics and the, you know, figuring out reach and figuring out, you know, content strategy specifically for social media. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy it, but not as like a full-time job thing. So I uh, quickly pivoted to helping entrepreneurs with their branding, um, coaching them on how to be 
a be a brand, create a brand that is really authentic to them and also brings in their ideal clients, help them make money online, all of that good stuff. Um, and then quickly realized that I kind of wanted to coach in a more mindset, personal development sense. I was already kind of doing that with the branding, but what I realized is for myself and for other people, when you're an entrepreneur, all of your stuff comes up, <laughs> all of your mm-hmm. beliefs, the the empowering beliefs, the limiting beliefs, your triggers, like all of that stuff comes up. And so I went, as I was helping my clients kind of see all of that stuff, I also underwent like a huge personal development, multi-year type of thing of just, you know, inner work, getting coaches to help me, getting therapists to help me, all of the things. And when I kind of emerged from that over the last few years, I was like, okay, I, even though I was giving business and branding strategy as a coach and with the mindset stuff in there, now I can kind of move more into feeling experienced as a personal development coach and understanding, you know, exactly what people go through when they're trying to run a business or pivot Mm -hmm. in a business. Cause that's like kind of what I did as well. And, you know, all of the inner workings of what happens in that. So um, if you watched the video that Constance is talking about, I it was a lot of crying, a lot of breakdowns, a lot of ego deaths to, to grow into where I am now. And I'm sure that there will be a lot of them as I continue to grow. But I think that that's the most beautiful part of having the ability to create in your life, like however you want that to look. Um, and so I've moved in the coaching realm, more from coaching about branding to coaching personal development and mindset for entrepreneurs. But now I offer done for you services of brand building and graphic design. So usually what happens is I have one, uh, I have a client like on either side and then eventually they need the other service as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I really like to be able to help uh, these really ambitious entrepreneurs that have these big dreams that maybe no one really understands for them just yet. and maybe, you know, maybe the, for me, I want to be famous. So like, I know that no one believes me right now. And I'm like, I had to get over, you know, do I believe in myself enough to be able to go through as opposed to needing other people to believe in me um, until mm. I, you know, reach that level. Um, people that want to be, you know, singers, artists make an impact of a hundred million people, like things like that, really big um, goals that don't make sense that are illogical quote unquote Mm -hmm. um and really help them in that and then uh mindset wise allowing helping them to allow themselves the permission to actually go after something that big and then helping them with the branding strategy and the business strategy to actually bring that vision to life and implement what they feel like they were put on this earth to actually do so very long-winded, um, but that's kind of the story and what I do and how those two can be separated, but are often interwoven um, throughout mm-hmm. the ways that I help people. That's very informative though. And it helps, I think it, it helps me understand how you got to the place where you are now. And as an entrepreneur, understanding the importance of really a personal development coach because as an entrepreneur you go through so many emotions and yes (laughs) I mean I tell my therapy clients all the time 
who compare their real lives to social media lives, or if you see, if you, you're starting a business and you're seeing that, oh, this person, the business, they have this, they have that. And it's, the people are posting the highlight reel of yes. their lives. This oh isn't God. the day-to-day, minute-by-minute aspects of what goes into being an entrepreneur, experiencing life too. And that's why your post about your four-year anniversary really resonated with me because it felt so authentic and it wasn't a highlight reel. It was really showing this is what it's like being Mm -hmm. a business owner, being an entrepreneur. It's not always just skittles and rainbows. It's hard. And sometimes you feel like giving up. Yeah, 1000%. And I think too, what's often difficult is if people are jumping into entrepreneurship or some type of um, endeavor that the people that are in their closest circle, their friends, their family, maybe their partner um, hasn't gone through. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're going to those people for validation, for feedback, to to share wins or share hardships. And because they haven't walked that walk, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. But often they're like, okay, well, like just figure out something else that's more stable or figure out something else that feels better, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it's it's really interesting because even though when, especially in the past few years, um, there have been more nights that I have like cried at my desk and then went to my couch and cried and then was crying on the floor. Like, you know, <laughs> just like how it goes. First of all, I will say, side note, emotional regulation is very important. Don't keep it in. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yes. uh, but just going through so many, so much emotion, I still woke up every day excited to do what I was going after. And that's what really showed me that this is what I want to be doing. And this is what I'm quote unquote supposed to be doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and if I had listened to a lot of the other people um, in my life, as much as I love them, for them saying, you know, why don't you just go get a corporate job for a little while? Why don't you just go do this? Why don't you just go do that? They're not bad ideas, but they're not aligned with ultimately what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think something to keep in mind is time is going to pass whether you do something or not. And of course, there's always going to be times and everybody has a different personal situation that might require, you know, you to take a person or a, a corporate job or to take, you know, time off for your kids and things like that. But um, where I am in my life right now, I don't have those things that I need to be worrying mm-hmm. about. So I can take a little bit more risk. And I realize that, you know, five years from now, me will be happy that I stuck with it based on, you know, what I'm doing right now. And mm-hmm. so I think that it's really important for you to understand where you want to go, understand the people that you need to talk to for validation and support as opposed to the people that might just be in your periphery and telling you, you know, don't do this or, you know, go this other route. Um, And to just understand really what you need in order to move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Two other random things are coming to mind and I'm like, I know I need to say this right now Um, is like uh, the first one is, everyone thinks that visionaries are insane until it comes to life. Like Mm. I, I I think I heard this about Elon Musk and it was really interesting because they were like, everyone thinks he's, 
batshit crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone thinks he's just out there. What is he doing? But then a year, two years later, whatever he was working on came to life. And it's like, oh, I guess he can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. So there might be things that you want to do that seems so crazy, so illogical, so out there. No one's believing in you because they can't see it yet. But I believe mm -hmm. that if you can see it, you were meant to bring it to life in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And so continue doing that because once you make it a reality, people are going to be like, oh yeah, I guess she could do that. I guess he could do that. I guess they could do that. So it really is fostering that belief in yourself and understanding what you need in order to foster that belief in yourself to keep going. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing, I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, something else that just kind of like floated It'll out come to you. Mind, but, It'll yeah, come back it, to you. That happens to me all the time. Back. But that leads us into professional wellness. With yeah. the, um, just the struggles and the emotional roller coaster and people in your life who are a support system but may not fully understand the path and all of the different emotions um, that may come along on this journey, I, what has professional wellness meant to you? And when have you realized, wait a minute, I've got to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do to be well as a professional? Yeah. So I think that this is really a big topic that I'm going to kind of just like drop is like, we are so conditioned into believing that we should do certain things, certain ways, you know, as women, we should be a certain way as men, we should be a certain way as, you know, as professionals, we should be a certain mm -hmm. way as entrepreneurs, we should be a certain way. And I definitely understand that, of course, everybody has different circumstances, and that might look different in different ways. Um, and like, as an online creative entrepreneur, I have a lot more freedom in being like, I want to do it this way, as opposed to you who has to follow some legal things as a, a, a therapist. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of value in figuring out what is actually limiting you and what parts of that you can change. So like for me, um, for instance, I thought that I was a bad friend if I was going to a friend who didn't understand what I was going through um, and not telling them this stuff because I knew that they couldn't help me because they can't see where I am. But it's like, but actually not every friend needs to carry my burdens. They shouldn't, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And also like that doesn't make them less of a friend for not being able to understand me. There are definitely things that they go through that I, I will never sure. understand. And it doesn't make me less of a friend for them either. And so kind of getting mirrored back, you know, what are these beliefs that I'm seeing? Where am I feeling bad? Is this mm -hmm. actually warranted? Or, you know, can I still be, you know, adjectives whatever you're thinking a good a good mom a good sister a good you know partner a good friend but not have to um share everything with someone or mm -hmm. not have to you know I'm trying to figure out how to say that like you're not a bad person for not 
sharing everything with everybody um mm-hmm. you're allowed to have your own privacy and i think too like a lot of the shoulds that i had to go around was like i should put other people before myself and i know that that might be a little bit controversial but i first first and foremost believe now after having realized this was shown back to me many times in my business um that if i don't take care of myself first and fill up my cup first to the point where it's mm-hmm. overflowing anything that I give to anybody else is taking from me mm-hmm. and I'm not able to show up in the right way, in the most impactful way, in the the most open way, unless I'm taking care of myself. And that includes understanding who I'm talking to about what, and I'm sure that other people do that with me as well. Um, and not allowing that to translate or create a story that I should feel guilty that, you know, I'm a bad friend for not mm-hmm. going to them in, in my time of need or like whatever it looks like. Mm-hmm. I hope that that was clear enough. I yeah, that was- it does. It makes sense because I think especially as women, we are always giving to others and mm-hmm. that, the, that there's a reason why that ex- the example is used a lot about um, on the airplane where it's if you are traveling with your family, you're traveling with kids, it is important that you put your mask on first. Because yes. if you're trying to help others, you're trying to help your kids, but then you're going to be out of oxygen, then you're not, it's not beneficial. And it's hard. It's hard to do that. But you have to remind yourself this is important. And I took this um, marriage uh, training, it was this curriculum years ago. And one of the things that they, it's called screen-free marriage. And one of the things they talk about is the best thing you can do for your marriage is focus on yourself. Yeah. You I have think to focus was, on yourself. That was such a big thing when I saw, like it was a while ago, but it was like, don't find somebody that completes you, find someone that compliments you because you should be complete within yourself yes. first. And I yes. think that that's something that, um, especially in the coaching realm, I mean, I experienced when I was just starting out and a lot of other people have experienced as well that I've spoken to is we didn't realize that there was some part of us that needed validation. So we felt like we needed clients. We needed to help other people for our own benefit. Mm. And the thing is, if you're unaware of it, you can't change it. So even if that's mm. a really tough truth that you're now faced with now that I brought it to light. Sorry. Um, (laughs) This is the work. We love it. Um, Like you figuring out that about yourself then allows you to take steps to change it. And that allows you to not only learn how to fill up your cup, put on your mask first, you know, but then also be operating from a more full loving place where there's no neediness or no taking from the other person. And you can just outpour love and all of the service that you have to offer to the other person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it sounds like ultimately one of the things that you have learned to do with being well is giving yourself permission to not share yes. everything with everyone and not yeah. feeling bad or feeling as though I'm not a good friend because I'm not sharing all of this with everyone. Yeah, and I would say another thing, um, which is a bit more broad, but equally as important is understand what helps you fill up your cup in that Mm -hmm. way too. Because Mm -hmm. 
the like a lot of people come to me and they say you know Corinne like I have I've been told I need a morning routine and I've been doing this I've been trying this morning routine and I can't find the motivation to actually do it and it's like well if you're doing a morning routine that doesn't serve you because you're following somebody else's morning routine of course you're not going to feel lit up afterwards like it's a lot of people who who you know sleep till nine and then want to you know they're like, oh, I saw this person, they wake up at 5 a.m. and they go to the gym and then they meditate and they have their coffee and they journal and, and all this stuff. And they try it for a week and they do it for a week. And by the end of the week, they're they're back to sleep, sleeping in until nine. And mm-hmm. the one thing is with that is like, don't make sleeping till nine bad if that's what your body and your mind need. Figure yes. out how you can you can add to your life in other ways that are going to fill up your cup. Um, but mm-hmm. also just understanding in general that if it works for somebody else, it doesn't mean that it will 100% work for you but the beautiful part about that is is you have the agency to figure out what actually does work the best for you and you have the freedom to change that at any time if you want to that is so true and I'm so glad you're saying that because a lot of times people will go when they're first starting out with something or they want to feel something different or experience something different in their lives they look for books or now you're looking at ebooks you're looking at um uh, on social media for t- exactly five ways to be the best entrepreneur. Well, you've mm. got to wake up at five o'clock every morning. You've got to do this. But if that does not work for you, then you are actually going to be even more grumpy. You're going to be yeah. even more unhappy. You have got to find the rhythm that works best for you. And mm. that's what actually makes you the most productive and the most well version of yourself. Because yeah. if you're trying to model it after someone else who may actually not be practicing what they're preaching, yeah. then you're going to be miserable. Yeah. And honestly, I think one of the biggest things is understanding that everybody is made differently and everyone requires different things. Mm-hmm. And that's like what I really try to foster in my coaching programs is we can hustle without the hustle culture. So like you can figure out what works actually the best for you to keep you well, to keep you mm-hmm. open-minded, to keep you just feeling full all of the time so that you can operate at your most efficient, your most productive, all of that, you know, all the things that hustle culture tells you you'll be, yeah. but you're just hustling in a way that's actually sustainable for you yes. without the, yes. the hustle culture part of it. What are some signs uh, or indicators that you experience to let you know that mm, I'm not quite as well as I mm-hmm. should be or I want to be that prompted you to implement those different strategies and permission for yourself? Ooh, I think this is definitely going to be different for everybody. But for me, I like, I physically feel it in my body. Like my, my chest will, you know, tighten up a little bit. My stomach will tighten up a little bit. I, especially in, in a sense of, or an example of like, if someone says something to me and I feel triggered and I'm, you know, kind of starting a spiral or something like that, or, you know, after I believe that failure is so crucial for success, but doesn't make it any easier to fail. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, if you did fail and, you know, something bad happened or whatever, like you, and I, I physically feel it in my body. Um, another thing is, and this has been super helpful for me, take it or leave it. Um, but human design, if you look at your human design chart, it'll tell you what your non-self theme is. And mm. so this is it. human design. I don't know too much about it to be able to, to talk about it, but mm-hmm. it's basically bringing astrology um, or 
yeah astrology with um your chakras and so like all the energy within you and so your non-self theme is basically what you experience when you're out of alignment with what you want to do and so for me my non-self theme is frustration and after i learned that and became a lot more aware of like my bodily signals and my mental signals it was like okay now i see why i get mad when someone texts me this or like when i you know i used to get triggered all the time by getting emails from people i'm like that's literally an integral part of business (laughs) like i need to get emails from people so like how can i figure out how to make this an easy flowing thing you know and so for me one of my warning signs is like really just feeling it in my body the second one would be like visibly being frustrated um and not really being able to shake it Mm -hmm. um and then I think for me something that I have noticed and then I heard it in a um some other podcast but it was like in when, when you're struggling or whatever, you end up going back to your habits. So if you don't have strong habits, that's going to, it's going to bring you back or push you in a different direction than where you want to be going. And I noticed that when I am not being well, I actually don't follow through with my habits. I actually, I stop eating better. I stop okay. I mean, I'm a human cactus and I'm really trying to work on it. I need to drink my water, but, um, I don't drink as much water. Um, I don't, I I push my limits of like when I'm going to go to bed, as opposed to staying on the routine that I know supports me. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not meditating. I'm not journaling. I'm not doing any of the things that I know I'm, I'm that fill up my cup. And then, you know, a week goes by and I'm like, why do I feel so shitty? And then Uh it's like, oh. I stopped the routine that fills up my cup. So Mm -hmm. as you can see, it's a whole cyclical thing, but it is really important. And I think the biggest, I keep saying the biggest for like everything because everything is just so important. But um, something that has been really, really huge for me is actually giving myself the space to be vulnerable. It just has to be with myself. It doesn't have to be with anybody else, but be vulnerable enough to allow myself to feel the things look at them objectively and say, okay, I'm feeling frustrated today. Why am I feeling frustrated today? Can I do anything about that? How can I, you know, replace whatever that frustration took out of my cup? How can I feel better physically, mentally, emotionally? What can I do to to make sure that I can get back to where I am while also still giving myself the space to emotionally regulate like I was talking about before um, Mm -hmm. or doing any other type of like nervous system regulation and things to just get me back to um, feeling my best after letting whatever it is pass through me. Yeah, and what it sounds like is that you're very much in tune with yourself. It took that is important. Yes, it took forever. And that's basically what I've been trying to say. I'm just so long winded. I apologize. Um, but I being in tune with yourself is going to be the key that allows you to understand how everything else in your, your mm-hmm. life works. So if you're kind of avoiding getting honest with yourself, getting vulnerable with yourself, experiencing the things, you know, allowing yourself to cry, allowing yourself to mm-hmm. to journal about something that might make you feel really uncomfortable doing or if you're not doing any of those things you can only move so far in unlocking your next level of potential you really need to be one with yourself in my opinion you need to be one with yourself you need to be really self-aware and lean into that and not be ashamed of it um and allow yourself the space to to experience it and that will just unlock so many new spaces for you to explore so much new creativity so much more 
ways, many more ways to take care of yourself so that mm -hmm. you can be well, like you were saying, as a professional, holistically. Yes, it's, I mean, it, you're touching on so many important things um, because you have to be in tune with yourself to be well and professional wellness is also about being emotionally well, being mentally yes. well, being physically well. All of those things contribute to your wellness as a professional, as you were saying, making sure you have good sleeping habits, which mm -hmm. I don't always have. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when new things on Netflix come out. Just exactly. <laughs> just, binge, just binge watch. So it is important to just make sure that you're well in all of those different areas. Like you said, your water intake, all of those things that we don't necessarily realize have an impact on our wellness. It mm. does. It does. And I'm glad that you mentioned so many different things. And I think, I wonder too, just with you even being in London, mm -hmm. how has that impacted your wellness as a professional? It's been so good, honestly. It. I, I want to move here so badly, just figuring out the logistics. But mm -hmm. I think something for me, and just in general, travel, it like has helped me so much. Um, it's helped me understand what is really important and what I do to cross it off a list, if that makes sense. I think okay. it's really easy, at least for me, I really like change. So when, that's actually a weird way to say it because I like structure, therefore, or I like structure so that I can change and still have a structure, but the structure looks new. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense. So like, for me, I love waking up, going to the gym, um, getting some fresh air, whatever that looks like. But sometimes that looks like, like when I'm, you know, back in Charlotte, I'm waking up at 5 a.m. and I'm going to the gym before anybody else is there. But when I'm on vacation, that means I'm waking up and going and swimming laps in the pool or okay. here I'm going in and walking outside because it's so beautiful and it's a new area. And so it's like I still have the structure of doing the things that I want to do for myself and to, to mm -hmm. fill up my cup. And, you know, th the, these are the days that I have clients. So I know what mindset to get myself in um, and things like that. But I like the 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 availability and the flexibility of the different flow and the change within that. Mm -hmm. And being in London specifically has been one of those places for me that gives me so much new creative energy. It just feels really good for me when I walk around. I have the biggest smile on my face. I'm sure I look crazy. <laughs> um, but I absolutely love it here. I'm taking photos everywhere and I just, I feel lighter. I feel, you know, more expansive. And, mm. and this is just one of those cities that I've experienced that in. And I know some people experience that in cities. Some people experience that in their home city, but maybe like going to a new restaurant or mm -hmm. changing around their apartment or something like that, that just allows a bit of fresh energy to come in. Um, I'm very big in energy, if you can't tell. And so <laughs> it's just really figuring out how to foster that for yourself. And so mm -hmm. London has definitely done that to me. Um, and it's been really, really wonderful. And it's wild. I need to do like actually do the numbers, but um, I, my business was working, like it was doing well, doing fine. And then about three weeks after I got here, boom, huge influx of clients out of nowhere. Wow. And it's like, I really, from an energetics perspective, I look at that as 
I am, you know, operating with so much new, exciting energy that I'm just magnetic to, to the people and, you know, that have been watching me for a while. And so that was a really cool experience too. This is not the first time that London has done that to me. Um, I had my biggest cash month ever the right after I had left and got back to Charlotte after I came here for five weeks in the fall. And I was just wow. like, wow, like it really, I always believe that there's like a gestation period for something to happen right like you plant a seed and then it will grow at some mm -hmm, point and so mm -hmm. whether it's you know I got to London and then three weeks later I got all these clients or I was in London for five weeks and then I got home and bam highest cash month things like that like I've experienced that and I really feel yeah. very strongly about it but that might look different for different people and that's still an available reality for you mm -hmm. as well and so from a wellness standpoint it's allowed me to experience new cultures. Um, I've come in contact with a lot of people like London itself is very culturally diverse. So I've just, even though I'm in London, it's English speaking, you know, like I'm not somewhere else that's way more cultural. Mm -hmm. um, but there have been a lot of people from different countries that I have met and we've talked together. And from a professional standpoint, that's really helped me because of language barriers and being able to communicate better and also not getting triggered by how direct some people's words can be. Okay. Um, but from like a uh, personal wellness perspective, having a sense of adventure really gets me out and going. And it's, it's made me want to walk more, which makes me want to drink more water, which makes me get out in the sun more, mm -hmm. which is just, you know, all of that stuff is so good for our bodies, um, which then just translates into me being able to be a better human for myself and others, um, mm -hmm. which then, of course, just is a ripple effect into my business and, and professional life. Sounds like I need to take a trip to London. Yes, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> that is awesome. Whenever I come back, come with me. <laughs> yes, yes, I would love to. Is there anything else that you would like to share about wellness and what you've learned um, over the years as a business owner? Mm. I think the biggest thing, again, me with this biggest thing, I'm sorry, you're going to make a list of all the biggest things that I've said. <laughs> it's going to be like 10 long. Everything is big. Um, everything is big. We love it. Um, a very important thing <laughs> that you should uh, <laughs> keep in mind is that at the end of the day, you have you and that like that will be the most re important relationship that you have. And I think a lot of us have been conditioned into feeling that that's selfish feeling like that's, you know, not the right way to go about it, or you're not supposed to do that or, or what have you. And mm. the more that you allow yourself to rewrite those stories and allow yourself to understand yourself better, like I said before, it will help you unlock everything. But what I will say is it's not easy. And it's not for the faint of heart. And if you watch the video, you'll see little snippets of me crying, but um, I might have like hours more of me crying on, on <laughs> my, my camera, but it is so worth it. And the more that you go through and learn from and can let go of and reprogram and, and rewrite for yourself, the more unstoppable you become because you have more self-confidence, you have more self-trust. And at the end of the day, you are going to be the person who carries you through everything. Mm -hmm. So learn to be your own best friend in that regard and allow that relationship to be the most important in your life and foster that, water that, because it will grow. Yeah. Like it might not be 
you know, a flower that sprouts in a few weeks, it might be a gigantic oak tree that takes years and years and years. But the more mm. that you foster that self-trust um, and that self-love, the further you're going to get in your professional development, your personal development and go after actually that success that you've been dreaming of like for your entire life. So yeah, that's what I want to leave you guys with. I think that's so important. Everything that you've shared is so important, but I think it, what you, what you left with, what you ended with is so important with that analogy of an oak tree, because mm. in this day and age, I think the message can come across um, that success is instantly, you're going to be satisfied all the time. And if you just work a million hours, it's gonna, you're going to see the fruit of your labor in the next day. The the next gratification. Week. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and, and you have to be patient with yourself. Mm -hmm. And you got to be okay with you. And like you said, show yourself that self-love and be your best friend because you're going to need it throughout this and journey. Exactly. And I think um, especially what you started with, with social media and people looking at all the highlight reels, you know, of what everybody posts, mm -hmm. it, it can be really hard to keep the faith that like you will get to where you're looking to go or or it will come but what if you could read the book of your life right and you knew that that success was going to come how much less stressed would you be how much wow. less tense would you be how much less like pushy would you be you know i mean there yeah. are seasons of push and pull of course naturally it's how we are as humans we're dynamic and that's a beautiful thing but if if you're hustling because it it might not work quote unquote what if it what if the actual truth was you could read that chapter of your life and know, Hey, that's coming. Like, mm -hmm. how can you, how can you lean back into receiving a little bit into being a little bit more in the moment into aligning yourself with what feels best for you to be your best self when that does come to fruition? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This was such a helpful and informative conversation. I know that we've mentioned Instagram a lot. Um, where can listeners find you on Instagram? And what is your uh, uh, website? Sure. So my Instagram is my name, Corinne.Eckert. Um, so it's C-O-R-I-N-N-E period e-c-k-e-r-t and then my website it's currently under construction but it will be done soon um so probably by the time that you guys are hearing this you can visit corinneeckert.com and you can find out more about you know my branding services personal development or let's just be friends that would be nice to <laughs> Great. Come, come well i hope you enjoy the rest of your time in london and thank you so much for giving uh, us some time to to discuss professional wellness Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me on here. And I'm so, so grateful for the space and um, for allowing me to share my experiences as well. So thank you so much, Constance. All right. Well, we'll talk next time. Sounds great. Bye. Right. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey to professional wellness by listening to the professional wellness session with Constance podcast. Are you following me on Instagram yet? If not, make sure you follow Professional Wellness Session. And you can also find out more information about the private practice, which is Positive Outlook Group, about the podcast, 
and about professional wellness coaching by going to my website, www.positiveoutlookllc.com. I hope you have a wonderful day and continue being well. See you next time.